This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Welcome along to another episode of That Millwall Podcast. Brought to you tonight by myself, Alex, or Gracie, as other people know me by as well, and Joe. Joe, very good evening to you, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing, Gracie? Right? I'm all right, mate. I'm really, really good. And, um, I guess we've spoken since before Christmas, have we? So, did you have a nice Christmas or New Year? I did, thanks, and a happy New Year to our, our listeners as well. Um, bit of a quiet one, didn't go anywhere, just sort of stayed at home with family and ate and uh, dragged my, my body weight, I think, uh, food and drink. I regret it now, probably about, about five stones, I think it feels like, but I'm, um, yeah, it was good, enjoyed it, nice little break, and I was back to reality now, back to work, and the usual sort of uh, stuff, really. How about yourself? Yeah, really good, thank you. Um, can't complain. Um, quiet Christmas, really, because I only had one day, I was back to work, Boxing Day, so um, I missed I missed the 2 0 win at Watford, because I, um, I, so I was working. Oh, um, um, I was yeah, I know, and I then went to Bristol City, which was the absolute slug. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got the shrimp straw there, and 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 I couldn't go to Rotherham because of the train strikes. Stop that! Yeah, I had to sit and watch the slug, but then missed the two the games in it. Yeah. Um, and for New Year's Eve, um, my girlfriend had the flu, so um, we didn't do it. Right. So you played Dawson and Nutter. That's not yeah, pretty much. Bad, is it? No, no, that's not too bad. Um, so yesterday, disappointment in some ways. Disappointment. I'm sure that some people will see it that way. Some will see it as a bit of a blessing in disguise. The two 0 defeat to Sheffield United sees us go out the FA Cup um, and the first home defeat in quite a while as well. Um, what did you make of yesterday, Dad? Yeah, I think um, it's unusual going to watch Millwall live and not being that excited. I mean, you know, climbing up to, to the ground and, you know, I wasn't really that bothered. I'm, I'm kind of there because, yeah, it's, it's, it's Millwall, it's a live game. Of course, you, you, know, you want to go watch it. But I really had no kind of hopes or, or even any kind of, um, you know, a desire for us to even get a result or win. In some ways, I was kind of like hoping we would lose. It's really weird kind of think that way. Um, I just can't help but feel like Nell's our opportunity to have a real good go against the playoffs um, realistically this, this season. And you can't help but feel that an FA Cup run, um, especially with our luck with injuries and whatnot, you know, we could really do without it, can't we? You know, it's obviously we never had a, an FA Cup run before. We have over the years had some great, great, most great times. I think if we're going to have one year off an FA Cup run, then this is the year to do it. Hope to cause trout in the league and really give it give it a good, a good go, you know. How about yourself? Yeah, no, you know, I agree with you, actually. Um, even when the draw was made, I thought, you know, Sheffield United at home, you see, it's, it's all right, it's a home game, but you know the type of game you're going to get against them. It's not, it's, I mean, it's not like Palace last year where it was going to draw people in, where it was, you know, a bit, a bit of excitement around it, you know, because they'd already beaten us earlier in the season pretty comfortably, I think most people would say. And no, I was disappointed when I saw the draw, um, and I thought, nah, look, I think based on where we are in the league, 
And to be honest, I think if both teams could have had the choice to lose, I think both teams would have taken it. Um, yeah. You know, you look at, it, it's, look at them as well. What they, I think nine points clear in second. So, yeah. I think any championship team would have been would have been crap, weren't it? I mean, um, preferably if there was a premiership team, there's there's a motivation, there's a, there's a reason why I sort of turn over uh, yeah, a, a good side, you know, do a bit of giant killing, whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, but um, I think any championship club would be terrible to have uh, home or away. Um, in fact, it was Sheffield United, the team that, you know, like I say, played quite well against us the last time we played against them. We know they're a decent side. Um, you've got real low expectations going into that sort of game. You see it in the players as well. They weren't quite really up for the fight. I mean, Rowett rested a few players. I know that they um, rested a few um, first starters, um, first team sort of starters, if you like. Um, what do you make of the uh, the starting lineup? I mean, Fleming's on the bench, wasn't he? To start off with, uh, he started with Bradshaw up front. Was you? Was it? I mean, Mitchell rested as well. We had to play about Mitchell. You know, I think, I think yesterday highlighted just how much we miss him when he's not playing. Um, you know, I, I do like Savile. I like Shackleton, um, but they don't. I mean, he doesn't give the same as what as. Um, Mitchell, young Billy does, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's different class. And I think this year he's shown that. Mm. Um, no, I, as soon as I saw the starting lineup, I thought, right, well, you can tell what his priorities are here. Um, but I, I have to say, I wasn't bothered. Um, I think it was good to see some other players get a chance to play. And, um, but again, you've got to keep, those players safe. I mean, you think, I think had Bradshaw, I don't think Rowett actually wanted to play him. I think the talk in the build up to the game was that he would rest Bradders and, and play a phobie, but obviously the uh, the transfer situation with Benix or indeed the club. So, uh, and then having Bradders as the only recognised striker at the club, I suppose he didn't have a choice to start in. But, but it was, so, well, they did change that, I think. Didn't he? But by bringing Fleming on, he took Bradders off, gave Bradders a rest, um, and he then moved uh, Vogelsammer uh, up front. Now it's the I think it's only only second time he's played up front for us. He did play against Birmingham away. We drew nil nil. He started that game up front, if you remember. Um, was pretty yeah. non-effective. Um, what do you make of his performance second half, playing as a, as a sort of lone strike, if you like? Again, it's. It's difficult for him, I think, because he hasn't played in that position enough. Um, you know, he's been forced to play out play out wide again because we've had no one to play in that position. If you think the whole summer recruitment was based around playing a back five um, and not actually playing with wide men, if you like, because, because you'd have the two wing backs. Um, but that plan got ditched quite early on in the campaign. So, I mean... It's been difficult for him, um, but I've noticed a confidence boost since he scored the goal um, at Watford, and and he's looked a lot more confident. I saw him in the game against Bristol City. You know, he tried to show that confidence coming through, which I think is really, really key. Um, and especially, look, we don't get another striker coming in during the window, then he's going to be, I think it'd be key, he'll be the backup option in terms of that central striker role um, because it's Tom Bradshaw's to lose clearly um, but no I think they are going to need help in that department come come the end of the window um, but having I think now we only have 21 games now I think that's it until the, until the end of the season now it's 21 games we've got no distractions purely now focus on the lead through till main so let's see what we can do in that spell, you know, I'm, as, as I say, wasn't too disappointed to see us go out. And I think even the club itself, I think, might have expected it in terms of only having, I think it was one and a half stands. It's only had the the, the bottom tier of the... Oh, you had the kid stand. That was wrong. And the, uh, the docker stand as well. So it, it, it seemed very, very quiet, to be fair. You know, the atmosphere wasn't quite there either. I mean, Sheffield United um, made a little bit of noise. You know, I think you always do if you're the away team. You know, you're going to um, 
is, is a day out, I guess, for you. Um, but we were, we were very, very quiet. And I think even the first goal went in, yeah, the reaction from our supporters wasn't really one of disappointment. You know, it was almost like, oh, well, you know, and that just sort of like shows you exactly how we're feeling and how we're thinking at the time. You know, and of course, you could 2 nil down at that point. You know, you, yes, you, you don't care much, but you still want to play for pride. You still want to see a good performance. You still want to see a goal or two from our, from our lock. Um, and that was that was it, really. I think, you know, that's kind of the general sort of consensus of it amongst all of the um, supporters. But going back to Vobi very, very quickly, I mean, um, you're right in what you're saying. I think he did look a little bit out of sorts at first. I think almost he, he was almost gravitating to his right sort of side position at times, weren't he? I noticed a few times when, let's, let's say, Matt Namara was sort of driving up, up the wing and he was trying to play a through ball you know, or Fleming, like they say. And then what was happening is Bogey was actually coming deep to get the ball rather than playing on the shoulder and make it run into the channel, which maybe Bradshaw or a phobie would do. And I think that's purely down to the fact that he's been playing so many games now at opposition, which has now become his position, that I think he's always forgetting what a striker does. So maybe it's a little bit unfair of me to kind of give him a bit of a hard time and say, like, oh, I thought he didn't play that great. He didn't impress me enough. But maybe... Give him like two or three more games in that position, he might he might do a job. Um, but what was quite clear to see is we desperately, desperately need a, a new striker. We need to sign a new striker. Um, Bradshaw, I think he's done really well in, in the games he's played. I, I feel sorry for him because Rowett's trying to play him as a target man, and nine times out of ten, that ball's hitting up to him, and he's not holding that ball up, he's not really winning the headers. He's trying, bless him. Yeah, he's really trying his hard. He's getting battered and bruised by these, these big, huge centre-backs, but the ball's not sticking to him. One thing I noticed with Vogelsang yesterday is that he did do that quite well. So a few times the ball come up to him, and he's quite strong. He'll hold the, hold the ball up, and he'll lay it back to Fleming. But that's all he's got in his locker. He's not going to get the ball, turn the defender, or, or try to do anything special with it, unfortunately. you know. Um, so what that does show me is, currently in our squad, we don't really have a striker that's going to play the position and do well in what, what we need that person to do. I mean, that strike role is so tough because you always need somebody that can do everything. You need someone who's strong, someone who's good in the air, someone who can, you know, play on the shoulder, a bit, a bit of pace and, and be a defender, or run to the channels. You've got to do everything. And dare I say, you kind of need like a sort of Harry Kane type player, someone who can kind of give you an all-round sort of game. We can't sign anybody of that, of that kind of ability. We, can, we might be a loaner player. It's not like Kean Davis, um, who went to um, to Watford, would have fit that mould superbly for us. Um, but unfortunately, we haven't got that at our disposal at the moment. Um, so it'd be interesting to see who the right does bring in. I'm sure they're all looking hard to try and bring in an extra striker at the moment. But that person really needs to be uh, an exceptional player, better than what we've got at the moment. Because I think if they're bringing an average player, that's just as good as Bradshaw or, or, or uh, a vocal sound at the moment. We're not really going to push that kind of playoff place, are we? I think we're going to struggle. So that we do need somebody that's going to make a difference and, and, and back us some goals, really, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I generally think you've hit the nail bang on the head. Um, yeah. If you look at Bradders, you know, he scored. I think it's in three games he scored in this season. Like, I know we've got you know, and in the games, yeah, yeah, and the games he scored in, he's got two, three, but he's not scoring on that consistent basis, and that's putting all the pressure again onto the likes of Fleming to be the overall to create the goals. And I think yesterday you saw when he's not in the team, the lack of creativity is um, is quite alarming, really. Yeah, when he's a presence down in general, he makes a difference for us. You're right, without him in that sort of team, you, you do kind of lack, there's a bit of disconnection between the, the attackers and midfield. Like, he does link up very, very well. Go back to Brandon's very, very quickly before we move on. Is, um, I say he is playing out of position. He is more of a, a puncher, if you like, rather than a target man. And I do feel, when you look back at last season and Bradshaw having quite a good end of the season, a lot of that was down to his relationship with a phobie and playing two up front. Because a phobie was kind of running the channels, winning some headers, and you've got Bradshaw on the shoulder, slitting around a six-yard box, hoping something will drop at his feet. Um, when you play a lone strike, you can't really, really do that, you know? Um, I might be a little bit controversial what I'm saying here at the moment, but if, if the, the system that Rao's playing at the moment, and he wants us to stick to the system, it's working for him, 
I don't think Bradshaw is right for us in that in that system. I'm not saying we should get rid of him, so I'm sure there's, there's a place for Bradshaw and his team. You know, he works his socks off. And he really does, you know, try hard. And, and I know Milton fans love him for his effort, but he doesn't fill that position that Rowett needs filling. We don't have anybody in the club that can do that that job, you see. Um, I mean, you, you could argue maybe Fleming can do it, but he hasn't really got the pace to, to hurt defenders, unfortunately, or get around the back of them, or, you know. But we do need someone who can, who, who's, who's quick, who's big, who's strong. Um, and hopefully, like I say, can, can, can cause havoc and, and, and leave that line better than what we've got at the moment. Yeah, look, I think if you if you look at it and the way it's and the way we sit out and the types of goals that Tom Bradshaw scores, he's more of that puncher, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Gets those that box in the box time. Yeah. He slips them out. It's got kind of an extra sense. Yeah. We can just he knows where you know, where to be and you're right. Yeah, he's He's not going to be someone like like the Steve Morrison type that can win it in the air, um, and suddenly create something. Like if you look at the partnership, particularly back in the League One days of Gregory and Morrison, it was Morrison who won the click-ons, yeah. and Gregory who managed to slide it in. So that's the type of thing that you need. I think if you're going to have yeah. Rancher, you need someone up there with him who can win yeah. his headers phobia was the same same thing isn't it you had a phobia and, and, and Bradshaw last season that kind of always gave us that kind of Morrison Gregory kind of partnership it kind of worked for them at that time um, but yeah you know I do feel for it because yeah he, he's playing a system doesn't really suit him but he's he's giving it 100% every week you can't knock him for that yeah he, he really can't I mean he, it's like you don't ever hear him complain no, never near Tom Bradshaw can play. He plays to be fair, doesn't he? Even if Faber was, was yeah. available, he always got picked to play ahead of him. Uh, and that's yeah. just a lot. How do you trust him? What's him playing that role? Um, and, and the fans will always support him, you know, because he tries. Um, touch on that point very briefly. Um, and we, we'll talk about later about, about the Millwall polls. There's a few polls that are out there at the moment. What's your your thoughts on perhaps players seem like they're not sort of trying and, and, and perhaps, you know, the section of fans booing. And of course, I'm referring to, um, to Tyler Bury here. Um, what's your thoughts on that? See, now my personal view, right, I, I personally wouldn't boo my own players. You know, that that for me is not, not the way to do it, I don't think. Um, fans have a right to express their opinion of course they do right because they pay their money they pay the hard-earned money and especially in these economic times as well where everything's crazily expensive um going to football is a luxury isn't it really um and people who do go they do have a right to express their opinions they do have a right to 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 criticize this person's performance that person's performance but when I can understand at the end of the game, as a collective, sometimes the team has, you know, performed badly. You've just lost five nil at home or whatever. I can understand that. I don't see individual players should be targeted, personally. Um, yeah, I think Tyler Bury is a. He's had a little bit tough, I think. Um, now I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And I like the way that he comes on and he impacts games. And I love the way that his pace um, can cause teams so many problems. Um, I do think he struggles when he starts games. Uh, I, and I think people have noticed that. Um, particularly against, uh, I think it was the Bristol City game, actually. And he was creating a few things. And he had the one that went under his foot. And, and that got a bit of a a tired type of reaction from the fans. Um, and they sort of look like, and they make it seem like that maybe he's not giving 100% or he's not bothered. I don't think that's the case with him. I just think sometimes he tries too hard. Um, and when you try too hard, things don't come off. And that, that unfortunately, um, backfires on him because it, it makes it look like he's not bothered. It makes him look like he's not playing to his full potential that he can play to mm. and I think that's what that's what can annoy the fans 
Um, and then that's that's why they give the reaction they do. I mean, what's your view? Uh, I mean, I, I can't agree with what you're saying there. I think, you know, football is, as a player, um, it, it's, you're, you're, looked, you're accountable for what you do on the ball and off the ball, you know, both in transition. So on the ball, there's no denying he's, he's a great player. You know, he, 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 if you take a player on trying to dribble past a play, he'll do that, which I think we always want to see, you know, because... He ain't going to do it every single time. He ain't going to complete the triple every single time, but he'll, he'll have a go. And we like that, Mill, that we like players that want to take the fall back on and try to make things happen. And you don't get it right every time, which is absolutely fine. What I think frustrates fans, um, me included sometimes as well, is what he doesn't do off the ball. Um, and sometimes it's that, it's that lack of aggression, determination to, to press a defender or to try and run back or put a tackle in. I mean, there's a couple of times when you see the fullback make a run forward the ball or something like that, and, and he kind of always jogs alongside that player but without actually making any real commitment to kind of stopping that player or putting a tackle in or anything, you know, and that can be quite frustrating, you know, especially when you've got sort of like vocal sound on the other side that's putting all that effort in and all that energy and all that work rate and trying best kind of, you know, to be competitive and, and win the ball. And that's not beauty, unfortunately. And the trouble is you can't teach a player to be like that it's either it's a natural thing they're either they either want to do it or they don't want to do it you know it's very hard to teach um, and then I think when his confidence is low and when the fans raise back a little bit he always goes into a, his own kind of world a little bit where he's a little bit out of sorts doesn't know really where he should be his position's all over the place he's pointing the, the blame at his teammates and waving his hands in the air and you know and, and you kind of feel from him a little bit but you know what we want to remember is he's a young lad. I don't know how old he is. Was he 20, 21 years of age? He's a very, very around And, you know, he hasn't played many, many, many games at championship level. He's played bit parts, come as an impact player and whatnot. So he's really kind of still finding his feet. He's still developing. I mean, there's an argument to say that, you know, should he go out on loan and get to refer to football elsewhere and then come back a better player? I think if we had a big enough squad of better players... Maybe we could have that as a luxury. Unfortunately, we're not in that position. We probably need him um, to, to, to play a big part in our squad. You know, what should thoughts on that? See, because he had that loan spell at Hartlepool, didn't he? And he got cut short last season due to injury. He done really well. Um, we made the fans actually. Then yeah. he, he made some very, very good performance. But what division did they play? They are about League Two, are they? I think uh, League Two Hartlepool were, but good to come back. Obviously, didn't he? Because of all the uncertainty in the January window about Jed. And yeah. stuff like that, so I'm back. Um, but again, you know, it's really his first full season as a regular involved in the first team, if you like. You know, he, yes, he had that spell on Lola Hart before, and he featured in the second half of the season with us last year. But I do think maybe there is that, that possible call to say. If we had somebody else that could come in, but we had a bit of, like I make me right with, with the squad depth. If we had bigger squad depth, maybe he could go out, maybe even just to League One. Yeah, you know, just to toughen up a little bit, just to speak the minutes, get the confidence, yeah. try things, you know, and also to start games on a regular basis. Yeah. Because now, and I'm not sure what your view on this is. See. Because to me, at the minute, I think he's a lot better as an impact sub. Yeah. Um, he's a lot better coming off the bench. He affects games so much more when he comes on as a sub. Um, yeah. I, I was talking to someone else at the Bristol City game who even said that it's like he comes off the bench and he's angry. And he wants to express that anger by really going at the opponent and trying to create something. Like you're saying, doing what we're saying making that impact. Yeah, that, that's exactly what you are. And he does it very, very well, more often than, you know, than they're not, I, I think, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I see, we'll give it time. And at the moment, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I see, I think we should back him. I, I don't see the point of booing him. It's, it's not going to help him or help us. You know, we really get it. Of course it right. And, um, I mean, the only thing it'll do is dent his confidence even. That's it. Exactly, exactly. But going back to the game very, very quickly, I mean, what was your thoughts on the performance? I mean, first of all, the, the goals we conceded. I mean, the first goal was scored by um, 
they're, they're, they're kind of tall strike. I can't his name is now. Um, is that Jim Robinson? Jim Robinson. Yeah. Bit yeah. of a nuisance. I mean, it was interesting for Cresswell because, as you know, we started with um, Cresswell and Hutchison at the back. The first time I think they played together as a two uh, defence centre back. Um, no kid was rested. And um, for me, uh, it was quite interesting how the two would play without Cooper. We'd be better off a bit because. You know, for, for Cooper's strengths in his high and aerial ability, you know, he's not particularly blessed with pace or he gets beaten on the turn quite often. So it's quite nice having two centre-backs like Hutch and Cresswell there where I felt they're, they're a bit more agile where they could kind of move and turn a bit bit quicker. Um, and also it's nice for, for for Cresswell to almost be kind of mentored, if you like, by Hutchson alongside him. It'd give him that kind of confidence. But what was your thoughts on their partnership and how they played that first half? I mean, it was always going to be a difficult first half for him. Um, and I think as well for Creswell, he's a bit rusty, not played a lot lately. Um, you know, I think his last start was at Preston. Um, or did he? Yeah, I think he did start at Preston. Didn't he? Um, and I think that that rustiness was there to see. I, I, I do think that. Um, it's always going to be very difficult coming in to a two-man because Hutch and Cooper are, you know, they're days, ahead, days and years ahead of any other partnership. That would have got so many games together, maybe. They've got a real understanding of it, certainly. Yeah, I mean, they are one of the most consistent partnerships, even in the championship. Yeah, I think the five, was it five, I think it's the fifth season now, we've been up and they've been the rock of, of, of yeah. yeah, literally of the team, the whole the whole period I think if you look at I think the the second year we were up the year we battled against relegation um, and the year Hutchinson was missing for you know possibly three quarters of it he kept in strange injury he kept just taking the bins out or something it was a really weird injury that he up. Um, and you could see without him and him there alongside Cooper um they do struggle, I think, without each other. Yeah. Um, Hutch is obviously that leader, leader, and he leads the defence well. He manages it well. He's the captain. Coots, Coots, I've noticed an improvement. Um, obviously, now you know he's the vice captain now, isn't he? You know, and he's done quite a few games this year as captain. He's had to do that because Hutch has been out, mm. um, and he's looked a lot more solid, and he doesn't look so lost. Now, when he's got a need, yeah. need the back four. Um, at times, I felt he struggled with that, particularly the start of last season. I think he really struggled with trying to lead the team mm. and had lead that back line. Um, but crazy, look, he's it'd be interesting to see what happens with him in January in terms of whether Leeds do recall him or not. Uh, because I don't think he's got the game time that they would have wanted him to have. And, no, um, I've got, I've, I've got to be honest. Especially when I could freeze a performance as well. well look for. Yeah. Oh, exactly that. Uh, <laughs> and I think yesterday you showed Hutchinson, couldn't you? Over Cresswell, it's quite clear to see. I mean, I think I'm not sure which goal was the first goal, the second goal yesterday. Um, unfortunately, I think Cresswell must have had to take blame for that because um, I think he tried to dive in, didn't he, to their fullback? I can't remember. Was it Bogle? 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 Yeah, Bogle. Yeah. It might have been him actually, and he kind of got it completely wrong. The guy got to the byline line, sort of cut it back, and then they they scored. And, and you can't help, with, you know, not. I don't say how, how, sounds bad to blame him, but you, you've got to blame him because it was his mistake. He went to ground, did put the tackle in, the guy went past him, pulled it back, and 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 all those bit of flip. I think the goal flip, flipped over the uh, yeah. uh, oh, didn't it? You know. Um, so if, if if you're going to go to ground, you've got to make a challenge. Yeah. You, yeah, you, know, you can't go to ground and and then not make the change because he's going to get away, yeah, from you. And as much as we've got a decent back four, I will say that. Um, and other than Danny, they're not blessed with pace. No, um, and you're going to be up against it with yeah. with the others that are in there uh, because they haven't got the pace. And that's right. what's going to let let the rest yeah. of the team down. Um, or in some ways, when it comes to that, yeah. And as for Creighton, but I think 
again, he's in young, a young. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And defender is still learning his trade, isn't he? Um, and it wouldn't surprise me that he has another championship loan next year because you have to say, if he went into Leeds as defence in the Premier League now, um, I think he would struggle, I have to say. Well, I don't. He's no way, no way near ready for the uh, for the premiership at the moment. Sadly, I am. Um, oh no, he's no way near. I mean, because you know, I'm up against Erling Haaland. I think it would just be a nightmare. Oh, I mean, exactly. So I think I think the championship. Um, I want to say it's his level. I think he'll do really well in League One. Um, he's a young player. He's he's kind of improved. He's going to get better and better. You know, with experience with games he plays. But so he's, he's, he'd be a good championship player. Uh, whether or not he could be a good premiership player in the next two or three years, who who knows? But this is the reason why he's out and loads to us to gain that experience, to develop and become a... Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Wait and see. But yes, at half-time, it was very much um, all Sheffield United. He lost 2-0. Funny mate, mate came on for, for Bradshaw. They changed up a little bit, didn't they? And we seemed to look a, better, a slightly better team uh, with substitutions. What was really, really pleasing for me, I don't know how you feel about this, was um, young uh, uh, Eze uh, coming on. Um, now, Eze's the, a young lad. I think he was played from mill one to 18, so I think, uh, more recently. Yeah, I think he was. So I think that, that jump straight to the first team, right, must really see sight in him that he likes. And he's been featured quite often the last few games, albeit he's been on the bench and he hasn't started and stuff, but he's been in amongst the first team which is very good to see, shows how much they must value him and like him. They must see in training, must be impressing them because he's there for a reason, right? And um, he didn't disappoint when he came on. I thought he looked really lively. Um, he was energetic. He was fearless. You know, um, okay, he, he had the right balance. There's a few times the ball was played up to him and he kept the possession. He just played the ball back to Hutch or played back to McNamara, you know, and then moved again, which was, which was great. And then there's other times the ball will come up to him, he'll just turn turn the ball back and and drive inside with the ball and I take go on a, go on a, on a, on a little, little dribble and then get fouled on site maybe. But I just I just love that a bit. I love that explosiveness, that that the bravery and determination to want to sort of make things happen. At the moment, across our front three and midfielders, we're looking at the likes of Fleming and and and, and Bury and and available, you know, Vogel Samer and Bennett. I mean, none of them really kind of like make a huge difference in regards to creating or making things happen. You know, I, I don't think. I mean, Bennett does it now and again. Um, Fleming, obviously, is good for his goal scoring. doesn't really create many sort of clear-cut chances for for others. Um, and Bury, as we said before, is more of an impact player. But I think Eze, given the fact that he's only come on a substitute a couple of times now, he hasn't really had a lot of experience. I'd love to see him play more minutes, um, maybe even start a game uh, soon enough, and see what he can do because I think this kid is 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 raw. He's 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 got talent and he's brave, you know. And he wants to shine. He wants to make a difference. He wants to kind of play the game as it should be. And hopefully, given given the game time, he could develop and be another real real asset for us. Yeah, I mean, look, other thing. If you look at the way Brower introduced um, Benny Mitchell into the first team, right? He started off with sub appearances, couple of appearances, up yeah. like that. And he's now one of the most important and integral players to our team. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know, I say probably one of the best midfielders, I think, in the championship. You know, oh. I'll, 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 go, I'll say it, you know. I mean, okay, goal scorer on a side, because obviously we know he's not hardly prolific in, in, in sort of scoring. Or, but as a midfielder, the way he dominates, you know, 
bad teams, you know, and, and, and he's so influential and he's such he's such a calm sort of player on the ball and he doesn't very, very lose the ball, does he? Gives it, gives it away carelessly. You know, he's a very, very clever player. And he just seems to be getting better and better and better. And I, I like to go back to your quote earlier in this show. And you notice, he, you know, what what a difference he makes. Him not playing yesterday, we we, we saw it, we felt that difference in midfield. We lacked that bit of uh, that bite and that steel, didn't we? Really, you know. Oh, absolutely. And and you got to look at it, and it's the it's the partnership that he has with George Serpent is so key. Yeah. You know, the way those two have struck up a partnership, oh, I mean, particularly the last year, mm-hmm. um, has been really, really good. You know, they're a solid pair in that midfield. I think the only thing, actually, the pair of them put off are is more goals. Um, Do you think that that well, might be fair last time he was there, scored goals for fun, didn't he? You know, he got 10, I think, in that. No, no, no. He was playing a different system there. We had a license to get forward, didn't he? He was, he was getting more involved in, yeah, on the attacking yeah. side of the midfielders. But um, what's your thoughts on, I know we're going back a little bit too far about, but I mean, your point you make there. What about Styles? Because against Rotherham, he played set midfield. I think he had a really good game, didn't he? Alongside Mitchell, and I know yeah, he did. So um, yeah, he did. He um, he he offered something different, and I think that's what was important. Um, he again is another one who I think should be given just a little bit more time um, to actually impact games a bit more. He's He's found it hard to break into the team. Uh, and, and that's because of how good Savile's been, how good Billy's been. It's very, very difficult to to change sort of that heartbeat part of or the engine room, if you like, of the of of the team. So he's he's someone who who will play and who will get the chance, I'm sure. Um but he's also got the chance because he could play as as a left wing back as well. Um, if ever we do switch to a five, I mean, I do think there will be games that are out, we'll switch it back to that. Mm. And then that's where the lights of of him will come in handy, particularly in that position. I mean, to kind of, I've seen Stoller play six different positions for us. Now. He's played at wing back, left back. He's played right side attacking. He's played as a number 10. He's played the left side attacker. He's played centre mid. He has really played a lot of roles and that probably can't help him too much. Either in, in a sense of trying to find his, his position and find the, a place in the team where he's going to be really effective and he's going to enjoy playing and, and, and contribute for us. But at the minute, he's kind of playing wherever he's needed. And, um, you know, you, you, you've got to kind of give him a bit of time to kind of bed in a little bit. But you're right. I think it's going to be very difficult for him to break into that kind of central field position where. You got that that kind of dive, if you like, of of Fleming doing really well in at number ten. You got Mitchell and Savile behind him that are kind of almost cemented their places. Um, so there's not really much uh, opportunities for him in an essential midfield partnership um, role for uh, for Styles. But I think that's probably where he plays best. That's where he wants to play. Um, yeah. But he needs to take his opportunity. Like he did against Rotherham, and hope he keeps getting picked and picked and to to play. You know, and um, who, who knows? See what happens. Basically, there's more way to go to the end of the season. We've got 20 odd games still to go, haven't we? So, hopefully, yeah, we'll see a lot more of them in different positions. But just to end off the um, the game yesterday, um, Gracie, what was yeah, well, that... look concerning is we only managed it was eight shots and one on target, which again, I know we we, we talk about this the lack of attacking, you know, emphasis that we have in, in our in our team and our squad at the moment. But it is worrying. We do really need to sign. To attacking players, um, more than one, in my opinion. I think we need to sign you know, at least two, if not three, uh, attacking players in, in January. That's going to make a difference for us because obviously losing a phobie and you know we, we, we do seem very, very light in, in that sort of area. Um, I mean, what's your thoughts on that 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 that, that part of our, our game at the moment, the attacking side of it? Well, I think I mean you saw it yesterday particularly in that first off, if Fleming isn't creating anything, if it's, we don't create a lot. No. You know, even if, I think it's Sunderland's sort of showed it more than anything. Um, if, and if he's having an off day, like he did at Sunderland, yeah, yeah an off day, and we didn't create anything, you know, we created next to nothing. Right. Um, and he's very similar to the Jed Wallace Saga as well, you know, if he didn't play, we struggled to create things. Yeah, um, got to find a creative 
player to come in and help them out because you can't rely on set pieces all the time. And and I do feel that when we don't have it playing, um, we will heavily rely on set pieces. So we've got to hope he doesn't get injured or that he doesn't get suspended because if that does happen, if anything's going to derail the chances of a playoff push and the chance of getting in there, it's going to be a lack of creativity in that final third because it could just... That final pass that lets them down time and time and time and time again. Um, but it's like a broken record. We seem to have been saying this for, I think, the last three, four years. It's it's not having that player there who can just unlock that that last little bit and unlock the potential that's there because you can see the qualities there. It's just having enough players and having enough depth to be able to say, look, if Zian's not having a great game, there's someone else who can create that chance. Um, and that's where we're at with it. So, who knows? And see what January brings and and who can... If if we can find someone that, that can come in and create. Um, I mean, you've got some more polls to... Uh, to yeah. So, there's, there's a few polls we, we, we sort of run, or run over the last sort of week or so. And... Um... I'm afraid I pick out three that perhaps got you know quite a lot of attention, a lot of engagement, and some interesting comments from from the middle fans. So um, the first one we, we, we'll touch on is who would you rather start in goal for Millwall? And, and um, it, it did end quite quite tight. I mean, it's almost kind of split, you know, divide between the two, the two sets of fans here. But who who should start in goal? Bart won by fifty six percent, and George Long uh, had forty four percent of the vote. Now. I don't know how, how you feel about this, but I can I can almost kind of make a, you know, a claim of vouch for both. You can see why both should be chosen as, as our keeper because it's clear to see that Bart is very good at shot stopping and yeah, he consistently been our best you know our best player for the last sort of you know two two or three seasons we've had him now. He's been been great, um, but there is that side of him that we picked up on that he can be a little bit of a liability when it comes to his kicking. Uh, his kick is not got the greatest. Um, I don't know about you, but whenever I see a ball get kicked back to him uh, for a defender, uh, my heart is in my mouth a little bit. I'm thinking, where's this ball going to go? Is he actually going to make connection with it? You know, he always takes too long to get a ball out of his feet sometimes. And there's been a couple of nervous sort of uh, clearances where their forwards are trying to press him down. They've got very, very close to kind of uh, catching on, on a couple of occasions. He's been quite lucky, you know. Um, whereas with uh, George Long, he does seem to have that problem. You know, he seems to be very, very comfortable with, with the ball at his feet. Um, you can see even defenders feel comfortable pass the ball back to him, you know, and, and his, his distribution is very, very good, you know. I mean, I've seen him sort of warm up and train, at, you know, with kicking balls and, and hitting crosses, and he's so good with kicking his accuracy. He's been it's amazing. His touch is good. I mean, he could probably be an outfield player if he wanted to. I think he's that good with his feet. Um and he's not bad at shot stopping either. I mean, I've seen him make a couple of crucial saves for us uh, in, in recent recent games. Um, but yeah, the poll went with Bart, fifty six percent. Like I said, I'm sure you made a case over them, but um, that's how it ended. But what's your thoughts on that? See, I think it's a really, really good problem to have, um, and. And if you're Gary Rowett, right, I think you're looking at this and you're thinking, right, I've got a choice of two very good goalkeepers. I've got a choice of a goalkeeper who has been, you know, the player of the year twice. Mm. Um, and and I still rate Bart as one of the best shot stoppers in the league. I still rate him as that. Um, he makes some outstanding stops. Um, but it is his footwork that lets him down. And I think in this modern day and the way teams playing now, your keeper's got to be able to use his feet. He's got to be able to play and be comfortable using, comfortable with the ball at his feet. Uh, and, and that is what Long is. Long's very, very comfortable with that. And his passing and his distribution is fantastic. Um, I can understand the choice for both. I really can. I'm with you on this. I, I I can see, look, you've got the choice of having um, someone who can save brilliantly but maybe let let you down with the kicking um, side of it. Long's 
distribution is fantastic. I mean, I watched him. I think it was either the Bristol City game or one of the games or the Wigan game. I can't remember. But his kicks, I mean, I mean, they were getting two thirds of the way into the other team's heart, um, which was so, so key um, and so important going forward. But for me, I I think a goalkeeper should be there to keep the ball out of the net. That's always been my view of it. Um, don't have your keeper playing with the ball. Don't have your keeper being the one who's got to have a sneak pass, has got to be able to do this. He's your last line of, last line of defence, and he's yeah. going to be there to keep the ball out of the net. I mean, that's that for me is a primary focus of a goalkeeper on what goalkeeper should do. Mm. But hey ho. It is what it is. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, tough tough goal between the two. I completely agree, Grace. One more do, but we'll read out a few tweets uh, on this one. I'll, I'll try to be as quick as I can, so um, just bear with me. But uh, so John from CBL1885 Twitter account said, um, long for me, goalie has to be comfortable with the ball at his feet and be impressed. Not even talk about distribution or shot stopping, but adds another layer of pressure to our defenders, asking them, Ask them, I know what the answer will be, is what you said. Uh, we've got Tony Monday, who said, uh, that result is mental, as in, you know, Bart winning the, uh, the poll. Uh, I get nervous every single time the ball is passed back to Bart yesterday. Uh, Long is so much better, uh, an all-round keeper. Uh, I love Bart, but he's no longer the one for me. Um, Matt Richards comments on that and said, I agree, but the result doesn't surprise me. Bart has saved us over the last two seasons. And those memories live long. However, we progress as a team. Our formation and play has improved. And much as I love Bart, long better suits it. The defence feels much more comfortable. So that gives you an idea, really, of of, um, of what, what people say. What's also, uh, as I argued today, you've got Dawn Turley, uh, who says, uh, I can't believe there's actually people thinking that Bart is a liability. Before Mon came back, in Bart saved us time and time again. I agree, Bart's kicks and certain ways he plays out aren't always spot on, but Long has made a number of mistakes too while being back in. So you can see why there's a, an argument for and against uh, those uh, as players. Um, moving on, we're going to talk about another one. So um, we we touched on the um, the booing players, didn't we, before? Yeah. And uh, one of the questions we I asked was. Uh, What's your view on booing your own players as mill players, uh, whether that is for poor performance or lack of effort? Uh, is it acceptable or not? And 72% of the fan base said it's not. It's not acceptable. 28% said yes, it was. So, again, just going to read out a few um, comments on this one. So, Phil Clark. How you doing, Phil? Um, Phil says, I'm not a booer. I'm not a bird for anything, he says. Uh, it serves no purpose, in my opinion. Certainly not young kids who are finding their way in the game. That said, players are daft to respond to it, as it will just get worse. Uh, I couldn't put it better myself, really. What's your thoughts on, yeah. on what Phil says? And do you agree with him? I have to, do you know, I think he's hit the nail spot on the head there. I really do. Um, you know, I, you know, I think we touched on it earlier. I said, no, look, I'm not a massive fan of bullying your own players, uh, particularly young players that are trying to learn and trying to develop. Um, I am of that opinion. I don't think it would help in any way, shape or form, but I do also understand the fans have their rights, have their opinion. You know, do they pay their money and they have the right to have their say? Um, but personally for me, no, I wouldn't. And no, yeah. And I know you're quite similar with that. Yeah, I could. Um, one more poll we're going to read out here is uh, what's your thoughts? There's an interesting one here, uh, Gracie. What's your thoughts on Zian Fleming's long throws? Is it effective? Does it work? Or would you rather see him in the box instead? So the fans voted against the idea of the long throw. So 50%, 57% sorry, said no. And 43% said carry on with the long throws. Uh, if I could read out a few comments here to give you a bit of a, an idea of what they're saying. So where are we? Um... Matt Richards says uh, he barely gets in there. I can't remember a scoring chance from one of them. We probably saved more money on the laundry bill too, <laughs> which is a good point. Um, Kane is a very good point. 
Yeah, Kane P1111 said uh, it's not actually a long throw, in my opinion, which I think I, I can see where it's coming from. It's, it's hardly, uh, you know, uh, that, that sort of long. You think about long throws and what people can, can probably do with it. Um, Phil Clark said, uh, surely he is better in the box as first contact, big and strong. Okay, we'll sacrifice six or eight yards, but they're hardly that long anyway. So again, he's going to the fact that uh, his throws ain't that long either. What's your thoughts on that, Gracie? Well, Joe, I'm just looking at the chart here now, right, of set-piece goals, open-play goals, counter-attack goals, right? We've scored in 11 goals from open-play this season, right? And one from a counter-attack. How many goals? How many have we scored in total? We have scored in total uh, 32 goals. Two goals. So, uh, 32... Yeah, so like 32 goals, 17 from What are you saying? Uh, we've got 11 from open play. Now, wow, that is really the worst. That is the worst in the division. Wow. Um, from open play. As a set pieces, at 17, we've got the best from set pieces. Um, and we are incidentally also number one, two, three, four, five, six. Only seven teams have not scored a penalty this season, and we are one of those as well, right. um, which is quite interesting. Coventry have had the most penalties with four. But, yeah, I think it just shows. It really... I, I personally can't remember any a goal-scoring opportunity to come from a Zian long throw. No. I really, I, I, I really can't remember seeing one. Um, I think it'd be a lot better being on the edge of the box um, where he can score goals from, which we've seen him do. Um, I think it'd be a lot better from there, from, uh, from scoring there, uh, from creating the chances there. Mm. And, and, and generally, I think we would be better off having him not take the throw-ins because you lose a potential threat well, in my opinion. You see the idea why people want it, yeah, because you can throw it in there, you can get yeah. Coop's head on it, you can get Hutch's head on it. But a lot of the time, it doesn't really... It doesn't get them the one of it. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, even though he's our top goal scorer, you, know, you really need him in that, in that box, don't you, to kind of uh, make things show. So um, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I am. Um, moving on. So um, next next game. Um, obviously, we're... we're, we're uh, I don't know if you want to discuss. We'll talk about the next game that we've got at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we might as well, mightn't we? Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it more during, during this week, but um, it'd be interesting how... Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it, it's such now a an increasingly and difficult period of time now because the, the whole period of time now is getting a bit more busy. Players, players and injuries are going to be such a feature now. Um particularly this time of the year. That's why I think it's a good idea going out of the cup, particularly with, with what it is that we're aiming for. You know, yeah. we and the game next next week's going to be tough. Away to Barry's never an easy place to go. Um, I know they got tonked 5-1 yesterday. Like, again, I think they made a number of changes. Their yeah. priority again is to try and get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they scored in every game under Michael Carrick. So, I think that's what I say, doing very, very well, I think, with uh, on, on the carry haven't they? They've certainly kind of turned the corner as well. in charge and they've been scoring goals. And they've been leaking quite a lot of goals. They have been scoring quite a lot of goals as well. So it'd be a very, very tough tough one for us. It'd be a tough test. Absolutely. It'd be a very difficult place to go. Um, and they've been strong at home since he's been there as well. Yeah, which is another key, key, key thing, particularly with our away records. Yeah, um, I know we've started to look a bit better away from home, but mm. again, you know, there's not going to be many Millwall fans going up there. I wouldn't have thought. Um, I'm losing track on whether there's a train strike next weekend or not. Um, horrible journey. Really well, I mean, it's a horrible enough journey to make when there isn't train strikes. Okay. <laughs> you then got to no, like that one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a very, very difficult yeah. thing to do. I mean, even looking, um, I was watching the games today, and even seeing the amount of fans that have still got to different areas. I mean, it, 
I'll watch Cardiff against Leeds. And he, mm. you know, over 6,000 Leeds fans managed to get to Cardiff despite all the train strikes. It's, it's, it's really, really good to see the amount of fans still trying to make the effort. Mm. Um, but going up to Burroughs, it's, it's a long, old day. You know, it's a very long day. And you'll be learning quite plenty the chubby fans that will make the journey and will go up there. Oh, absolutely. You know, fair play to them because yeah. um, there's no one there supporting us. So, um, you know, good on you guys, you know. Um, well, I won't go in. I don't know if you're going, mate. Are you going? Away, I'm not, sadly. I'm not. No, I'm not going either. I've got to be honest. Um, I've got to try and come in. I've got to try and play vets football and supporting real walls. So it's one of those sort of things where, you know, if I play, if I play vets football, they, they're, they're okay with me doing so as long as you had real war not a lot of lives. I've got no excuse for you, but I've got to turn up for them, you know. But yeah, um, you do. Is there anything else you want to kind of add as I before, before we kind of wrap up, I'm constantly getting close to the hour mark. We are getting close to that hour mark, aren't we, mate? No, do you know, I think we've covered pretty much everything we set out to cover tonight. Um, I have to say, for a first rodeo, I'm doing just the two of us as well. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't kind of scripted, this. I must say to, to listeners, you know, we, we just kind of fired. We, me, me, and, me and Brace had a very quick chat before. We said, yo, this, we're going to freestyle this one. Yeah, we're going to talk about the game and what's going on at the moment. I mean, there's lots more to delve into outside, you know, off the pitch, so to speak, which I'm sure um, Mickey or Omar will discuss in, in more depth um, during, during the next sort of show. But this one was really more of a kind of catch-up to, the, you know, talk about, you know, the FA Cup game of Sheffield United. Talk about players, really. Yeah, what's going on? You know, who's performing, who's not performing, and and really sort of just to touch on a few sort of um, small sort of matter subjects, really. But uh, no, I really, really enjoy it, Gracie, and um, it's been been uh, been good having a chat with you on this one. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, mate. I must say, thank you for uh, for coming on and managing agreeing to do it with me. Um, good stuff. There will be more shows coming out during the week. Um, I believe there is a special one coming out tomorrow. No, I think I think this one's going out tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think there is. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's been recorded. As in, so we're recording this Sunday night. Um, I believe there is one being recorded tomorrow. It's a special one. So keep your ears out for that. He says, I don't know who this guest is. He hasn't been told me or, or you, is he? So I'd be interested if you were. No, it's a squirrel one. I'm not sure on that. So it'll be interesting. Keep you. Could be Gary Rabbit. Who knows? It could be. Who knows? It could yeah. work with the bots. Who knows? Um, do keep your eyes across the website um, for anything and any rumors we hear. We will try and source them out for you the best we can. Um, we have had posts on that today regarding potential transfer rumours um, and keep your eyes out for well those those uh, write-ups on the website we've read a few of those recently and they've been really good I know you put a lot of work into that yourself and uh, the admin team as well uh, and all pods and um, you know fair play a lot, a lot of uh, effort and work goes into that so um, yeah listeners if you get a chance to jump on the, uh, the website please do so have a little read through and see what your thoughts are on there because it's quite informative and you get some, some some good stuff on there, so definitely worth uh, a little read through if you can. Yes, please do. Please please keep a check on it. Please see everything that uh, we put up. And we are available on news now as well. So anything, all all of your Millwall news is grouped on news now, whether it's from nationals, whether it's from locals, whether it's from us, it's on there for you to see. So you can click on it, you can... Do everything you need to do. Keep across all all, all of your mill owners. We will keep it updated as best as we can. Joe, it's been an absolute privilege having you here with me tonight. I've enjoyed it very much, though. And um, we did you do it all again soon. So we thank you very much for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, and if you go to Borough, a big thumbs up from the pair of us because uh, that's a tough journey tonight. Thanks for listening and keep your ears across the channel for See you soon. Bye. Bye. Help. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. 